Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, March the 4th at Gulfstream Park. It is a stakes-laden card, and the late pick four features four graded stakes races, culminating with a grade two fountain of youth. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. Jim, let's jump into this thing with the first leg of the pick four. Grade three, Honey Fox, and race 11. Phillies and Mayors four and up at a mile on the turf. Who you got? Well, just like the rest of them, this is a really tough one to handicap. I went with Speak of the Devil. Uh, I went back, uh, and she hasn't been out since June, uh, where she ran in the Just a Game, and she went off as the even-money favorite against Regal Glory uh, in Wakanaka and in Italian. I mean, that, that place, that, that race was loaded with Chad Brown horses, and this one didn't show up. She she was in contention till mid mid flight, and then just kind of gave it up and didn't maybe just didn't try. There's only five horse field. I think Chad had four of them. But uh, she's obviously had some issues. She's been off since June. She's working very well at Payson Park, and I know that Chad Brown brings them back at the right time, and, and this mayor was really good overseas in France. So I'm going to use Speak of the Devil, and I read Ortiz has been killing it at Gulfstream all year long. He's winning at a 26% pace, and he just seems like he's riding on top of his game right now. So I'm going to go with Speak of the Devil. Not going to single her. Uh, I think that's a real risk. Space in Humanity for the other Chad Brown here uh, comes out of the Pebbles, a grade three win at Aqueduct, but also September, and this one's been working a little bit quicker. So Facing Humanity got a lot of upside with only three lifetime starts. This is her four-year-old debut. I think she's going to be ready as well. Then I'm going to also use Bill Mott's horse, White White Frost, uh, coming off a really good prep, and I, that's why I put her in here. She's got the recency advantage on the two Chad Browns because uh, she won an optional $62,000 claimer for fun uh, on the 26th of January and uh, really ought to set her up well for this one. And she's been extremely consistent throughout her career. She's turned five, and she's probably a lot better than she was uh, at four. So I'm going to stick with those three. Uh, I think there's a couple of other horses in here that ran against White Frost, like Miss Delicious, who could get a better trip. And same thing, as a, it was a prep for this race, and Castellano takes the mount back. So I think she's got a shot. But I'm going to stick with those three with Speak of the Devil being my pick. I have the same three in the same order. Uh, Speak of the Devil on top. I uh, just like that uh, she kept top company last year and that I read Ortiz is riding this one. But I do think Faith in Humanity is really dangerous because uh, this horse is uh, just a four-year-old and has maybe more upside left potentially, not as many races uh, under the belt to speak of the devil. So there might be more upside for faith in humanity, and both of them are coming off a layoff. So I think that one's uh, equally dangerous. I tend to think one of the two Chads is going to win this. If not, White Frost would be the other one that I would use. But I uh, can't add much to the analysis you had. I'm, gonna, I'm only gonna, actually going to take the two Chads of the pick four uh, just for budgetary reasons. But uh, I think White Frost certainly would, would merit consideration if your budget allows. Twelfth race is the grade two Devona Dale for three-year-old Phillies at a mile. I took a little bit of a reach here with Positano Sunset. This horse was really well regarded, I know, off her maiden win uh, in an 80 buyer figure last November at Churchill. Her three-year-old debut was a dud, but if she runs back to that potential, then she could have a say in this at a, at a price. And with um, Ian Wilkes putting her back in this spot, I suspect he uh, has good reason to, to have some confidence in doing that. So I'm going to try to catch a little bit of a price here with Positano Sunset. Got to use uh, the three horses that came out of the same race, Red Carpet Ready for Rusty Arnold, who's three for three. 
atomically, who was off a little slow uh, in the second start for the Pletcher Barnes, so there might still be some improvement in this one. Is a uh, fairly new new horse to the Pletcher Barn, and then undervalued asset second off a long layoff uh, or off a layoff for Chad Brown, and then leave no trace. Who was second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies at Keeneland? So uh, all five of those, but going to try to catch a little bit of a price in there with Positano Sunset. How do you see the Devona Dale? I see it a little differently than you. I, I almost singled red carpet ready, and I'm going to use the same theory that I used when I picked her in the forward gal a few weeks ago. Rusty Arnold does not win first time out. And this horse won first time out by 10. And she comes back second time in a $200,000 stakes at Churchill and wins by three and a quarter. They move her up to a grade three, grade three stakes, uh, goes off at two to one, and, and beats these other two horses. I can't see those two horses that she used beating this horse. I think I think she's the best filly in the race. I think she's in great form right now. Luis Hayes takes it back, and I really like red carpet ready a whole lot in here. I love the buyer progression, 68 to 78 to 87. If she takes a step forward and goes 92, there's nobody here can touch that. So I'm taking a stand here, but I'm, I'm also, I can afford to have another horse in case this one's ready. Let's leave no trace. So I think the, sec, the second to last horse you mentioned. <clears throat> this filly uh, ran in the Breeders' Cup Jewel last year and ran big at 25 to 1. Wonder Wheel beat her and Wonder Wheel had the home court advantage in Keeneland and so this this really beat 12 horses that day and this will be her uh, three-year-old debut. Um, she came to fire every time. She ran well in the frisette but she ran three straight grade ones. If she's ready, if she needs a race, red carpet ready is going to beat her. If she's ready, she can win. So I want to use those two and I, I would be willing to take a stand that I'm going to get through the second leg of pit four with only two horses. Race 13 is the grade two Mac Darmada, four-year-olds and up at a mile and three-eighths on the turf course. I thought this was a pretty evenly matched group. Where did you land? Yeah, I'm not as sure about this one at all. I landed on Astronaut, uh, no pun intended there, but Louis Saez takes back for Albertrani. A uh, huge move up. I mean, uh, Carmouche is a nice jockey in in uh, New York, but Luis Saez is on top of his game right now. So he must think that this horse is live. Comes off back-to-back uh, triple-digit buyers last year at Aqueduct. Uh, one uh, second place in his only race at Gulfstream. That was quite a while ago, maybe early, almost at breaking a maiden, maybe, or trying to break a maiden. So I think Astronaut going to be my favorite in here, but I'm also going to use highest honors for Chad Brown on the inside. Uh, with our Red Ortiz coming off a second to Astronaut in the Red Smith. Um, he was more highly regarded than Astronaut going into that race because Astronaut was, went off at 15-1. to 1. So um, I think he's going to be live as well. Masterpiece for Sassy Joseph. Sassy Joseph is winning at a 23% clip at Gulfstream. And this horse, he felt good enough about to run in, in the grade one um, Pegasus Day turf. So dropping down in class here to the grade two uh, race and then value engineering for Mike Maker and uh, Jose Ortiz just because I'm not going to let Mike Maker beat me on the turf and uh, he's a great turf trainer and this horse needs to take a step up to uh, to tackle the others but I think probably is capable of doing that especially with Maker so they go four deep in this one don't have a strong opinion uh, wouldn't surprise me if astronaut won but it wouldn't surprise me if the one or two highest honors or masterpiece took them as well. I took Masterpiece um, second time in the Joseph Barn and had a horrible post last time, breaking from the 10 holes, so much more favorably drawn this time. And I think that 
uh, change of circumstances could really help him. Uh, had the highest honors, an astronaut pretty much even for the, the next spot. Highest honors is um, coming off a layoff, but it's Chad Brown, so you don't worry about that. Astronaut, I'm wondering if he just got good last November, and will he be able to pick up where he left off? So that's my only skepticism on that one. And then I'm going to take the two makers just because it's a turf marathon, and Mike Maker does exceptionally well in those. So value engineering the 10 and the 12 wicked fast. Uh, maybe catch a little bit of a price with either one of those. So if I'm going to take one, I'll take them both on the uh, makers. And uh, But masterpiece on top for me. That gets us to the last race of this all-graded stakes pick four. It's the grade two fountain of youth for three-year-olds at a mile and a 16th. And I took General Jim. Not convinced he's the strongest win candidate uh, over Forte or Blazing Sevens, but Forte, Blazing Sevens, or Blazing Sevens, Forte, exacta, ain't going to pay anything. So General Jim gives you a chance to boost it up a little bit. And I like the fact that he ran his best buyer last time. He ran down a four to five favorite in a short field, and the horse that he that he ran down was 11 ahead of third place. So I thought that was a race where circumstances were against this horse, and he still won going away. The pedigree screams two turns on dirt by, uh, into mischief out of uh, Curlin Mayer. And it's Shug McGahee, and this horse had a nice work after that uh, nice win. So I think General Jim's got a shot to win it, and uh, I'm hoping that at least he can boost the price on the exacta that I would box him with Forte and with Blazing Sevens and then use all three in my pick four. How do you see the Fountain of Youth, Jim? I kind of agree with you. I think General Jim's got a shot. He's not going to be the favorite. Uh, he's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of five or six to one because Forte's going to get all the money. And I love Forte. Uh, you know, if you remember in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and the Breeders' Futurity, I picked him both days and I called oh, you. I, I think, remember getting a text so from you about how good he looked I, in the paddock. <laughs> on on uh, Breeders' Futurity Day, and I said, Forte is just the best-looking two-year-old I've ever seen in my life. And he looked even better uh, a month later in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and I just that was my biggest hit on Breeders' Cup Day, taking him over Cave Rock and – uh, I wish I had more money that day because I thought he was great. Whether he's going to come out firing here, I don't know. Uh, is he the best horse in the race? I absolutely do know. I, I don't see any of these any of these horses getting close to him as we get closer to the Derby if he improves from two to three like I think he should. Whether he's going to be on fire today or not, I, I don't know. I don't know if Todd's going to have him cranked. I doubt it. He doesn't need to win. He's got points already in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. There's a lot of races down the road. Florida Derby, obviously, is going to be his next race after this one if he comes out of this one okay. So I'm going to pull for Forte because I picked him last year. It's kind of like, you know, your favorite son. You think, I saw him when he was really young and, and growing, and now he's going to win the Derby. And, and he could win the Derby, Derby favorite right now. But I'm not going to single him in here because there's going to be any value. I'm going to use General Jam. I'm going to use... Blazing Sevens, uh, Chad Brown, who ran five behind Forte, but didn't really get a nice trip there. He was in the middle of, of, the, of the pack. He beat half of them and just never never threatened Cave Rock or Forte. But he moved up from a 91 to a 93 buyer after he won the Champagne, so he's a grade one winner, so you've got to use it. I'm also going to use Rocket Can, the winner of the Holy Bull. I mean, the horse has a, has a lot of things going for him. He has a win over the track. He's got Bill Mott in his corner. And he's got Junior Alvarado. So Rocket Can certainly has a chance to move up here as well. Forte's going to be the big favorite. I'm going to go four deep with those four. One, four, six, and eight. My pick four ticket 
going to start with 1 and 3 in the first leg, then 1, 3, 4, 5, 10, with 1, 2, 7, 10, 12, and then 1, 4, 6 in the Fountain of Youth. That's a $75 ticket, and hoping I can uh, catch a price in there somewhere, uh, thinking that one of the two Chads will get it started off without uh, too much of a payoff. So I need to catch a price somewhere else. How'd you structure your ticket? Yeah, we are very, very similar. I went 1, 3, 4, so I'm going one more deep than you are. And then I'm only going to use 310, the second leg. That's where you could beat me if, you, if one of your long shots comes in. Then 1, 2, 7, 10, four of the five horses you're using in the 13th race. And then 1, 4, 6, 8, I'm using one more than you are in the um, time of year. So I got 1, 3, 4 with 310, with 1, 2, 7, 10, with 1, 4, 6, 8, and that's only a $48 ticket. Best of luck wherever you're playing. It's a great card. whole bunch of stakes races down at Gulfstream. So make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account. While you're watching hoops, you can play the ponies as well. And uh, some good racing around the country. you got the Gotham up in New York on the uh, road to the Derby as well. So it's uh, a fun weekend for playing the races. Best of luck. We'll be back next week for another edition of the End the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.